I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How are you? Sure, grand. Fine now. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, all right. How are you? I'm grand. I don't know why, but I'm. I feel bad in saying to you, but I'm absolutely shattered today. Like I cannot wait to go to bed now. I don't know well, why I'm so tired have, today. You do have a full-time job, two dogs and three kids. So feel free to say that to me anytime you please. No, but sure, it's no, no, no different to any other day. Just today, I'm just like, oh. You're over it. I'm done today. I'm just really tired. I don't know. Will I go pure L1 and say maybe it's the weather? Up to 90, up to Very close, dare I say. Mm, close I weather at the moment. Maybe it's the moisture in the air. Because it was meant to be um, a blazer today. It was meant to be heat wave. What's it like up in Dublin? We're quite stormy down in West Kerry, I have to say. Oh, it's a bit muggy. And it's um, it was raining air, like much earlier on. But it's just kind of a bit, it's a bit dull. Like there's no sun or anything. So yeah, no, it's not the it's not the best down here today. But I think it's supposed to be nice. We're we're good down here. I just asked Fred for some celebrity scandal, um, yeah. and the closest he came, you know, the way Fred says things like "leave them off" and "good for her," and he's just <laughs> yes. a, he's just, he doesn't get on board with the vibe of the podcast. But he his celebrity scandal was oh did you hear no Gallagher came out and said that he did so much cocaine in the 90s he used to get panic attacks and I was like please wake me up when this story is over I mean how boring is that a a rock star of Noel's vintage coming out saying I used to do cocaine tell us something we didn't know and I had panic attacks like I don't want to brag here but I was having panic attacks way before they were cool I mean, if he'd come out and said, uh, I've actually never done coke, I had the odd joint, that was actually, I just kind of was big up all the other stuff, that would be a story. Then that I'd be like, be, what? Yeah, that would be worth talking about for sure. <sighs> he's let us down. Hasn't he? He's not really contributing to the the celebrity scandal news. At least Liam throws something out every couple of weeks. But Noel is lacking in that department, it has to be said. He's just, he's not doing up to 90 any favours these days. I know. Oh, my God, Judy. I forgot to say this to you. We definitely have a big, big celebrity listening to the podcast. No. Who? Yes. And I have evidence. I have cold hard facts i think i might so, know who this is i'd say you already do we have so the one celebrity listener okay <laughs> so i'm on instagram and i go over to britney's instagram page you know we were talking about how you go on to britney's and you really start to like kind of break it all down and see the meaning behind everything yes so, after if we were I, speaking I'm, about if her, if I'm going on Britney's page, I'm clearing my afternoon. Like not available, <laughs> yeah. not available for calls. I'm on Britney's page. I'm working it out. 
Yeah, you have to have like your drink there beside you, the picky bits, everything. You're not moving, right? So after we had talked about her and her gym, she puts up a video and it's to my haters. So at first I was like, oh, okay, hopefully that's not at us and that's not what we meant by it. But I'm sure I'm just overreacting. <laughs> I'm sure I'm overreacting. Judy, then there was another post. Do you know what she had in the caption? She had God bless. <gasps> now, oh, my God. Defo listening, Judy. Defo. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling personally victimized here. Well, I think the one to the haters, she was kind of having a little bit of a dig. And then I, I'm hoping somebody explained to her. No, they were just like ripping the piss. That doesn't mean that they were slagging, like they were slagging you, but like they're still massive fans of you. And she was like, oh, OK, grand. And then she listened to it again. And I just thought, because remember, there was one episode where we, I think she's subscribing to the Patreon is what I'm saying. Because remember, you said, oh, God bless. And then you're like, oh, no, that's your catchphrase, Emma. And then I was like, I don't mind. So I think it was like a kind of a wink, wink to that. I, you know what? I don't think there's any chance of, I don't think there's any possibility of you overthinking this. I think you're I don't think so. Because there is, there is a mystery patron account and there's no name (laughs) attached. Hmm. So I that's obviously these people. Now, the only thing is, I can't imagine, I really can't imagine the dad, Jamie, stretching to, to the $3 a month, given that he is in charge of Britney's finances. That would be, that would be the only part of the story where I would waver slightly. That's true. I know. Like, there are, because I'm here now in the spare room, and I've got, like, the walls are absolutely chock-a-block with all, like, me breaking it down and stuff. And It's like a 19th thriller. Post-its are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's a bit like an episode of, um, <laughs> yeah, 90s thriller. And, um, yeah, I think I do. I can't find the post-it right now why I thought... I kind of poo-pooed that, that he, he would, in fact, let her subscribe. I, I can't find that posted right now. I'm just ruffling through the posts, but I will find it eventually. Uh, well, we were delighted. Out. And do you know what? Do you know what celebrity I thought you were going to reference there? So, Britney's on board, guys. Yes, um, yeah. I thought you were going to mention Britney's other famous sibling, who... <laughs> Who did get in touch with us on Twitter during the week? Old friend of the podcast, Eric Lawler, our good friend. <laughs> How happy was he with his shout out? He was delighted, but I'm I'm sensing somebody told him. I wonder has he come on board? I because... think it did sound the way he phrased it. It sounded passive. It did sound mm. like I have been informed. But I wonder, do you start listening then after that, like the bit of excitement, like, oh, maybe my name gets dropped every week. You know, yeah. I better listen now to see. I think, well, he's, do you know what? It's just nice. It's nice to do something for people, isn't it? It's nice to just give people a little boost. Like he was delirious <laughs> with that. The emojis. I thought yeah, the I was happy to never do end. <laughs> We, by the way, we love Eric. Uh, I mean, if I it was Eric or Brittany, it'd be a really tough call. Like to be, to be fair. I mean, I, I just want them both at the dinner party of my dreams. Yeah, but I, do you know what I think? Obviously, I do love Brittany and all the rest of it, but I think she'd fuck off by nine o'clock. You know, it'd be what? like some excuse, or like she'd have already eaten, and you're like, oh, you know that really awkward thing of somebody like oh, comes to your house for food, and they're like, oh, I'm doing this special diet where I'm not going to eat any of your muck, and you're like, oh, well, okay. I think it's always quite distressing when somebody pot comes to the house, and it's you know you've advertised us we're having a dinner, guys, and they say I've already eaten. You're like, wow. I didn't know you hated me. Like, it's just, it's such a it's strange, strange one. Yeah, it is very strange. But I, I think, think, I don't think Eric would do that. Eric would come with a few cans, a bottle of vino for me. Uh, do you know what I mean? Ready everything. to, yeah, and he'd be ready to eat. But like, not starving, like, not kind of like, when's the food, when he cracking on with the food? He'd be nice and chill. Know? 
but he'd yeah, clearly yeah. French. And I think he'd be real like, oh, this is a lovely soup. And you'd be like, oh, thank you so much. Um, and you'd produce the packet and be like, it's just like, it's literally you just put it in the pot. I find like, I like to stir it on a low heat. He just, he'd lap it up. He'd be mm. so supportive of your non-homemade soup making. Yeah, and you would say, "Yeah, I just I just added the water," and you'd be like, "Yeah, no," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I think it went, I think it went well. Wasn't too many lumps down the bottom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think it'd be good. Be a, he'd be a pleasant dinner party guest, and I yes. think Brittany, to be fair, she would be gone. I'd say after the starter, she'd have had it off. But like yes. you know, she's got a curfew, I imagine. And I would imagine with Eric as well. I think Brittany, you'd have to kind of prompt her for the stories and she wouldn't necessarily take the cue like oh, this is a time for you to give us a good story Brittany you know, you'd have to keep asking her questions asking her questions whereas I think with Eric he would have a story ready to go straight away yeah I, I think I, I you're spot on Emma I think would need less <laughs> of a prompt like with with Brittany you'd probably have to signpost it quite a bit so you might have to be like oh Brittany you used to know Justin Timberlake <laughs> and then she'd be like, "I love his, I love his song, Girlfriend. I like that one." No, Brittany used to know Justin Timberlake. Brittany, give me what I want here. But, uh, yeah, and I have heard, and I know we referenced it before, but somebody did say to me today, today that Jessica Simpson's biography, autobiography, which we all have to purchase, apparently, but it has been confirmed that Justin was even a prick as a child. He was a child prick. Oh, you can tell, though, because the relationship between Justin and his mom. There, like as far as she was concerned, Justin could do no wrong. So mm. I think that he he has the makings of a prick. I think I think if you're a curly haired boy, yes, people, the parents kind of they kind of instill in you that you're special. Yeah, and protect and, and kind of protect you. Yeah, it I is. think I think you know it can go either way. So you know if you don't kind of really, really kind of instill that level of arrogance in them, like they are going to be called pupet in school. So you need to really push them towards the arts. I mean, I've seen Justin's mother <laughs> being interviewed several times, and she never made reference to the blonde, bleach blonde pubes that he had in his head in the mid-90s. She never said, like, oh, yeah, and, like, the image was a bit dodged there, you know, back in the day. Like, nothing. Yeah. I think she championed it, if anything, so... She probably encouraged it, I would say. Well, apparently in the Jessica Simpson book, um, they were doing the Mickey Mouse Club tryouts and she was in the South and like the Mickey Mouse Club were touring the United States, obviously picking people. They were going to pick eight kids. They were That was the amount of kids they were taking with them to Hollywood. And Jessica was like, the, you know, her family and supporters like, this is in the bag. And then who rocked up? Only another lovely young blonde little girl girl from Louisiana, Brittany. So she was like, feck it, because obviously Brittany and herself would have been seen. They would have been, I suppose, kind of pitted against one another, really, weren't they? Yeah, you know, yeah, these kind sense. of southern, blonde, Virginia, Virginia, Virginia types. Virginia types. Um, but apparently Jessica Look at said, you all pregnant. You can't even spit the word out anymore. Sure, you can't even say it. Now. I'm yeah, fallen, yeah. even when I told my dad there was an element of I was like oh my god like he knows that a guy has come inside me now that you didn't wait no it's not about the waiting but there is <laughs> whether you're married or not there is something about your dad knowing that a guy has ejaculated in you like it's just it feels so strange your dad being aware of that but anyway um, Would you not tell him that that he just he came on your leg and it dripped like it dripped down? It was supposed to be that might be better. Out. Yeah, I did follow it up. I actually wrote that on the back of the ultra scan picture. But you know what I mean? There is something. I mean, I'm sure Dad would have had his suspicions previously, but there is something about having a huge bump. It just confirms the suspicions. 
Yeah, well, everyone knows that you're dirty bitch, yeah. Anyway, dirty bitches aside, so apparently Jessica, you know, was obviously, obviously she was pitted against Britney, was shitting herself, feeling massively insecure about it all, did the audition, Britney rocked it, and Jessica was like, uh, essentially just like, okay, I'm fucked here, went out, apparently had the worst audition ever, came off the stage so upset because she knew that she kind of messed it up for herself, and Justin said, wait for it, puby McCuberson, is um, in the shadows and he said turned to her and said what the fuck was that <sighs> oh. oh my god and you know what the real this is such a stinger Emma the real stinger they were taking eight kids to Hollywood they only took seven. Oh Jesus Christ out of eleven so everyone thought Jessica was a shoe in and anyway, so it didn't happen for her. But I mean, that that's tough. Christ almighty. What's the worst audition you've ever had? Oh, worst audition. I mean, I wouldn't say it's an audition, but I was pretty bad on the Tommy show. I'm not going to lie. But you, I think that was all in your head, though. Because I remember no. you telling me about that, and then I it watched was it. Pretty and I actually... bad. Um, because I couldn't remember the names. I I didn't know what camera to look into. They were like, "It's the one with the red light." I just <laughs> was. It was pretty. I mean, look, Tommy had the easy job there. Like, I had yeah, to remember right. the names. But sure, none of that went out in the program. It's not like it was live, so. No, but I, I think ultimately it probably did come across like, I mean, the audience looked weary by the time you know, the, <laughs> the program came to fruition because we did so many retakes. And hilariously, actually, a couple of my sixth year students actually came to see me fail um, oh when I had to do retake upon retake. And then this one, now you're going to be shocked, this audience member was a man. You're not going to believe this. But this one mm-hmm. main audience member, generally the audiences were lovely and very supportive of my inability to say to say three names. But there was this one audience member who kept shouting out, too soon! When I'd say to you, I was like, who, sorry, but who the fuck are you? Oh, my God. And that was the last time I invited my dad to a live show. It's like, it has to stop, Dad. So that's when he had the suspicions that you were letting so, uh, come and decide you. <laughs> I wouldn't say audition, but that's, the, you know, when you look back on something, yes. you're cringing for yourself. Yeah, that's I know exactly what you mean. Your worst worst audition? Well, I think we talked about it before, but it's worth talking about it again. What audition? Well, I mean, not worst, but your Ricochet audition. My Ricochet audition. The one when you went along to Popeye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty bad. No, for some reason there, I was thinking of when I auditioned for. Um, Republic of Telly. Oh, did you for that? Yeah. Actually, I was just, I haven't thought about this now in ages, but so I got the show to go and audition and I'd done like the few little extra bits and stuff like that. So I was feeling like really, I was feeling really positive about it. And you know that thing of when you rock up to something and you're like, oh, they're completely, I knew from the second I was greeted, like all very nice, whatever. But I was like, they're really just going through the motions now. Like, yeah, this is all they're doing. And because whatever oh. we were given, we were given a bit to prepare. We had to pick a joke that we really liked. It could be our own joke oh. or whatever. And then there was another bit that was a bit more. Um, you had to go off and prepare stuff in like different accents or different characters. So I had really, really prepared that bit, all these different accents and like, I mean, like loads of different characters. And this is going to be like, as far as I was concerned, this was like, this was the best bit. Like, you know, this is what I'm going to leave them with, like my drop. And they asked me to leave before I got a chance to do any of that stuff. So it was literally like, just like, boom, boom, go like the real basic stuff, like the real kind of like uh open casting thing like the bit that they got me to do was that they'd give you a bit of script that you'd never seen before and for me like that's my worst nightmare because 
I hate like having to read stuff I haven't looked at before because that's I, why I always send you the script for up to 90 a couple of days beforehand <laughs> just to give you time because I know that Emma. I just I just have this mental block about like reading out loud in school when I was a kid because I don't understand phonics. It just, it makes me panicky. It's, so It's like my like mental it. block when it comes to saying the word Virginia. <laughs> yeah, like completely. So it was pretty, it was pretty, um, not that it was really bad, but it was just like, you, you know, that kind of thing, like when you're met by somebody and you're like, oh my God, what a fool was I to even have a dream this wasn't ha- they like knew that this wasn't happening before I even left my fucking well, yeah they were just told hard... to like audition like and sure look we're just throwing a couple of random wild cards and see what they're fucking like just for shits and giggles but um obviously there's like been loads more but that's one that really sticks out in my mind just no, when you were talking about it's, um, it's a horrible feeling when you are genuinely excited about something and you know, you do know it's this is just not going to happen. Like, you know, from the get go. And that is so crushing. And then the worst part is you still have to go through with it. Yeah. And I think it's like probably like, obviously that's a good, good few years ago now. Um, So it's probably a bit more like hadn't gotten as, as many rejections by then because I think there was others before that and like I was devastated like I'd be I'd be depressed for like not depressed like you know what I mean I don't want to use that term lightly but I'd be like down I'd be really really upset and down for a good week after whereas now unless it was something absolutely out of this world and I was told that I got it and then they were like no we've actually cancelled your flights it's not happening I'd be pretty disappointed. But now, like, I wouldn't imagine anything is happening until it's actually happened and I can see it, whether it's, like, sound or visual. Like, you know, that kind of way. Like, say, if you were doing something on the TV, I wouldn't think that it's done until I've actually seen it on the TV. I'd be like, all right, yeah, now it happened. So uh, I think it's well, just I the, the it's naivety and it's not an age so. thing. Yeah, it's just yeah, the I, experience, isn't it? But I think it's a, I think it's a self protective thing. Sure, I said that yeah. even, even when I was supporting Tammy in Vicar Street, it didn't register with me that I was going to be there for all the shows. So I kept texting him saying, "Oh, do you want me to rock up tonight?" And he was like, "Yes, like you're, you're here for the shows." But I just couldn't. I just kept waiting for him to say, do "You know what? You're grand for tomorrow night." Thanks. Like. I could not believe that it was actually happening. And then again, it's a self-protective thing that, you know, if you expect the worst, you'll never be disappointed. And I, I go to the place of it's probably not going to happen and then work back. But I mean, that's not necessarily a way you should probably live your life either. But I think when you do get so many disappointments and especially in this game, in the comedy game, there's so many things that you really try for and you really, really want and you don't get them. And you just have to dust yourself off and keep going and it's it's, sometimes it is hard because so bad it's hard it's hard not to personalize rejection in 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 this business because I think especially whereas with acting it's a different beast but with comedy it is just an extension of you as a person so if you don't get something like this thing of do you remember when somebody asked me how do you create this comedian shall remain nameless and I won't give away their gender but you can take a guess but when the person was like how do you create this kind of like really neurotic onstage character and I was like have you ever had a conversation with me off stage it's the same person but the danger is you see that then when that that person on stage character gets rejected, it's really you getting rejected. That's how it feels. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure if we spoke to, I think, see, I think probably what the thing is, and I remember talking to Sharon Mannion about this, is that, in fairness, when you train as an actor, like, you get trained in the rejection So comedians are kind of in this little bubble where they get to perform and do what they want straight away and they don't need to consult. Well, like they need to consult like the MC and whatever. But another way, like if you're going to get into acting, 
it's a whole it's a whole production. Who's going to write it? Who's going to direct it? Who's going to do the staging? Who you know? So it's a team effort. If you're going to put on your own thing, it's a team effort from the get go. Whereas with stand up, you can fly solo from the very start, and there's no audition. There's no like criteria. So then I think when comedians kind of start getting auditions for things, and inevitably like they don't get them. They're like, oh, my God, like rejection, whereas all the actors are like, yeah, rejection. So they're even though I know it's like if you're selling yourself as a comedian, it is in a lot of ways you're selling yourself. Whereas with acting, they can say, oh, no, well, like this character was meant to look completely different. Like, you know, you just don't fit the bill. And with comedy, it's more like that you're selling yourself. But I think they're better trained with not that it isn't hard, but like they're better trained in rejection. I feel. Whereas that's, with comedy, you're allowed to keep take. going. You're yeah. you're you're kind of allowed to stay within this bubble for a certain length of time, and then you kind of get the rejection late on. But like, not that I wouldn't have had like things that I, of course, I would have had things that I would have gone for on auditions, like loads of stuff before that. But I wouldn't, I couldn't say I'd have had the same as my acting counterpart. Well, it's just not the same business. Yeah, it's it's just you're probably spot on. I never actually thought about it that way, but I'd say you're totally right. Because I'd say at our level, like in terms of acting, not having to audition for something is very rare. Whereas with comedy, that would often happen that somebody would just ask you to, you know what I mean? Somebody would ask you to do something or like the audition would just be like, because they want so-and-so to see it. But like you kind of have the thing already. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a different beast. I mean, I guess like there's probably pros and cons to all of them, but either way, yeah. I mean, rejection is just something that you need to get over, I suppose. It come it comes I think, you know, some people are more resilient than others, but ultimately yes. it's such a cliche, but like the more you get rejected, like I certainly feel it's actually made me more robust than I was before I started comedy because yes. you just have to plow on. So like if you don't get something and you have a gig that night, like you just have to plow on with it, which is actually a really good thing. Yeah, because you learn to have you learn to have a few things in the pot, don't you? Instead of just yeah. waiting and banking on one thing. Which is a good, which I think even when it comes to anything, whether it's relationships or anything else, like not to put all your eggs in the one basket with anything. Like that's why hmm. I said, I'm keeping my options open. Don't be getting married anytime soon, Julie. No way am I getting tied down here. He wants you to go Keep back teaching. He wants you to go back teaching for a year is get married, then it's all 50 50. Has that That's been his plan? Has that been his plan from, I would say, even that first night in Null, I'd say, yeah. Right? Do you know what I can't? I went into that, that room and himself and Groat were in there and they were chatting, and I could have sworn I heard something about 50 50 teacher. Yeah. Like, this was the plan from the get go. It was the fact that he called you civil servant for the first, what was it, like three months of your relationship? That's oh, was that what the rest for? I thought he was just yeah. a big fan of the Narnia books. Oh, God, I'm such a fool. CS, of course. That's what he was talking about, yeah. I think, yeah, sure, look, I mean, who knows what will happen. Let's, will we have a chat about what's happening in the world this week? Yeah, what is going on? What's going on? Oh, what here. about Woody's? Did Woody's you go to Woody's go- today? <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, what? why do you tease? You know we're on the side of a mountain here. Like, I know. Woody's I know. It's just like Disneyland. Like maybe one day I might go on my holidays to the horticultural section in Woody's, but no time soon. I saw the queues. What did yeah. you make of it all? I was just like leave them at it because like when I go to Little at the Sorry, weekend. Sorry, if I want to do a podcast with Fred Cook, Mister Diplomat, I would do no. a podcast with Fred Cook. No, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm a, look, give me 
I'm just give ending me, this recording now. Give me a second, Julie. You know I'm going to start effing and blinding in about 15 seconds. In my opinion, I'm like, leave the matter. It's the people who are giving out about them. I was just like, would you ever fuck off? Like, some of those people mightn't have been able to work or do, like, pretty much anything during lockdown and want to get out. There's loads of people as well that would have been in that queue that are lads and women doing nixers that are actually yeah. going to get the bits that wouldn't be on the books to be getting it from the proper suppliers. Yeah. Well, I'm, so I'm it's not all just like mad fucks who want to paint the decking and like if they want to paint the decking, so fucking what? Now, in fairness, if I wouldn't go on the first day, but like if pennies opened and there was big ass queue and I wasn't working and I didn't have the kids, would I go and stand in a queue for 20 minutes, half an hour to go into like a practically empty pennies? Yeah, probably fucking would. Yeah, I mean, I think when pennies reopens like that brass section, it is going to be like Black Friday, isn't it? Like every woman oh, yeah. themselves. And obviously I'm trying to be all like, you know, sustainable and whatever. But like sometimes I only go there a couple of times a year. And I'm sorry, I'm not like, I'm sorry, I'm not buying fucking sustainable socks and jocks for the kids i know i know i just don't have to i don't have the fucking cash anyway but like i'm just i'm not fucking doing it i'm gonna recycle i'm not gonna like you know be buying shit that i don't okay i'm gonna buy a few fucking things that i don't need but you know i'm not a big person to be like buying shit online and hiding it in a wardrobe and forgetting about it for two years or anything like that but like I need to get the kids socks and jocks and get myself a few fucking bits as well. So Ah yeah. No, no one's begrudging you that. I mean, yeah, like the Woody's thing, as you say, like I think people are very I think in the current climate, people are very quick to vilify. And I just I don't think that's in any way helpful. Like if you don't feel like going down to Woody's and queuing up to like repaint your cabinets, that's you know, Again, that's grand. You don't have to do it. It's whatever these people want to do, it's on them. Now, more than even the other day I was saying, and I made a joke about it on some of the social medias, you know, I had to go to the shop for a ham and cheese jam bun. And the amount, of people, yeah. the amount of people buying non-essentials in there, I'm not going to lie. Like, I did, I did judge slightly, but, you know, that's them. I'm me. Yeah, I mean, until I see something that I'm really not interested and can't relate to, then I'll go up in arms about it. I did, but if it's actually, something I can mildly relate to, I'll be like, leave them alone. Leave them but I, but alone. I think, you know, the journal comment section is just life, isn't it? So just even when you were talking about the Woodies there, I said I'd, I'd go on. And like all these mm. people, they should be in a mental hospital. Like, I have, you know, like, Oh, I I hope they get COVID nineteen. Like, I mean, what's with the extremity? And like, isn't this week like mental? This week is mental health awareness week. Like, they're all fucking mental. You know, Maybe you they know. are. Maybe yeah. they fucking are. You know what? Do you know for a fact that they were the ones off posting the pictures on Instagram for darkness into light and then they're going on the journal saying these people should be in a mental hospital. I mean, for all they know, like their granny, I don't know, like their granny has just been dying to get a new wall colour. And they're like, you know what, Nan? You've been cocooned away for weeks and weeks. I'm going to go down. I'm going to get you that wall colour. And we're going to do it for We're going to do it for Because, you know, obviously nobody's getting any younger here. Just remember the person. Who was the person who painted your house, Nana? When you're Just giving, remember yeah. that. But, like, imagine the HDMI cable gets broken and you hear that Woody's is open tomorrow and you know if you order from Amazon... You could be waiting weeks upon weeks. Wouldn't you go and queue up? The weather's not too bad. I'll bring a snack. I have my phone. I have my vape. Have a bit of peace and quiet away. 
stand in a queue, maybe with a coffee. And you see, then you can't win because then you buy something on Amazon and everyone's like, oh, my God, why do you support slavery? Like, there's just like, where am I supposed to get stuff? Like, I was concerned about um, Joe's birthday, right? And like ages ago now, I put a shout out saying, does anyone know any like Irish toy shops that are delivering? Um, to have websites whatever I'd love to have a look at them because even be nice to support local and it'd be nice to kind of order from somewhere where you know it's going to get delivered you know you can kind of you can have a fair estimate of when you're going to get it by and somebody wrote back to me one word Amazon I mean they just kind of yeah no they kind of missed the memo on that yeah I was like no I'd, I'd heard of Amazon I was kind of maybe talking about somebody who's, you know, been in business like a few years, kind of buzz. Oh, you know, you try, you try, and then you just go, fucker, I'm going to have a drink. You know what I mean? It's just, well, I just think there's, you know, there's no pleasing some people. I do think that... Um, People and it is maybe understandable that people are very impatient with others, and I do get that. You know, we've spoken about the people like you know, up your arse in the shops or whatever it is. Like, but I think you just have to, you just have to check yourself as well. Like, I feel the people saying, and like, oh, here's Tommy C on the journals, more tools outside than inside. I mean, uh... 18 likes. What do I have to do? Do you know the blood, sweat and tears that I have to pour into a tweet to get 18 likes? <laughs> Who are you fucking telling? I tell you something, though. Yeah, let's be kind to people and all the rest of it. Grand. But when I was in the queue for a little the other week, I'm I I'm going to be honest with you because it's just ourselves chatting. I was nearly going to start on this fucking woman, right? She had the gloves on. She had the face mask grand she kept taking the mask down yeah there's an odd that i think people are she was at the hair with the gloves then she was doing the whole flicking up at her nose pulling the mask down give it a all flicky up with the knot with the hand she was fucking yanking at her jeans then i was like do you want me to pick the knickers out of your hope my fucking teeth, love? What is your fucking problem? Like, it was just infuriating, Julie. And I'd left my phone at home. Said, this is the problem, people. You have to charge your phone. Don't make the mistakes that I've made. I hadn't charged my phone. And I thought I'd be all hippy-dippy-dippy and leave my phone at home to charge while I went off to little. What the fuck was I thinking, Julie? What the fuck was I thinking? I had to look you at this moment. You weren't thinking, Emma. You weren't thinking. I nearly started. I nearly started on this woman. I was only gagging for her to turn around and try me a filthy look so I could say, so have you got a fucking problem? Like, that's what I wanted. That was my fantasy. I think, you know what? I think you just need a good scrap. That's what you need. And, you know, I, when I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go there. I'm thinking Patreon video. Your next Patreon video. Is a scrap. I just want you to be having a scrap. That's all I want. But who, though? I mean, the other person has to consent to scrap. I can't just be going around starting. Ah, yeah, start no, we're not. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no. It would have to be, it would have to, I mean, I don't know, get in touch, listener. Like, if you feel you need a scrap, yeah. get in touch. Yeah, no, it does, obviously. I would love to do that, like, uh, Charity boxing stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, it'd be actually. Who did? I think Fred did it a few years ago against <laughs> Marcus O'Leary. Oh yeah, how did that go? Oh well, I think Fred said like, I don't know if he made it to the end of the first round, but I just find it funny because I just think Marcus and Fred kind of have the same head. They do actually, yeah. They do have a very similar so, edge. So it's just funny that it was it was the two of them. Like, because Fred was like, I just thought we were having a bit of crack. 
but I think Marcus have been training for weeks so it just <laughs> see that's what would happen to me I would train for weeks and I'd take it real seriously and then somebody would come in and they'd just be physically stronger than me and totally beat me and I'd be so frustrated I'd be like that thing you know when you hold someone's head and they're trying to like punch it and their arms are just flailing that's what oh. I would be like and I'd be so pent up from it like I'd be so there's nothing revved. worse than that tiny little man and the guards are like they're not even really holding him like they're just using a thumb yeah. just keeping that'd back. be me and he's like hold me back hold me back and it's just there's something so you're just like just let him have one punch and one little swing get it out of his system I know it's like you should let a dog it's like letting a dog have one little ride before you get them neutered. Do you know oh, what I mean? well, speaking of, I've gotten a bit of trolling about Molly the cat, and I just want to say oh. it's not right. People have been referring to her as a scuzzy cat. Scuzzy. A scuzzy cat. Uh, now, look, the thing with Molly is, I just want to say in Molly's defense, she, you know, she can't see, she can't really hear. I also discovered this week that I think some of her teeth are missing. But, like, we still love Molly. Molly's still our baby. So people need to stop with the trolling comments about Molly. God. Yes, she's she's toothless. Yes, she's blind. Yes, she's deaf. Yes, she's quite aggressive. But that (laughs) doesn't mean... That doesn't mean we can be trolling her. Well, as long as you don't start, like, regurgitating food for her, like, I'm on board with this. No, I Jesus, we're not quite that bad. Oh, well, I mean, look, we'll, we'll see where we go. I mean, there's been nothing going on, I feel like. The Woodies. Um, oh, come here. Just when you said aggressive. Double parking. Oh, yeah. I know, I actually, I want to, did I ever tell you about my cat, Stoofer? No. But the name intrigues me. Oh, yeah. Well, my brother Simon named Stoufer because Stoufer was Harry Hill's cat. So we, we'd had, we had like, you know, good history with cats. And there was a, a couple of houses down the road from us, a cat gate, uh, a cat had kittens in their back garden. And I was like on it. I was like, oh, my God, we need to get one of these cats. And they were all white cats. Oh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, really, really oh, cute. Oh, and you look, you're mad for white animals. Trump, you're white rabbit. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is the whole thing. So I was totally in to this. Like, I loved it. So we brought this cat home and we called it Stoufer. And from the get-go, when you're petting Stoufer, right, he kind of, like, scratch it. And we thought, like, that he was just playing with you. He never stopped he never grew out of it right and he would hiss and he would try and like scrape you all the time so it turned out that Stufer was a bit of a shit and even when we took him to the vets and we're like what can we do with him and the vet said that's just his personality so I think he was just fucked up like he'd been through some sort of like trauma some shit yeah yeah I think basically that he was he was feral or something right so like one day a friend of mine Afric was in the house and I was putting on rashers for us and it was like a low grill and I'm chatting to her Stufer came up and grabbed the rasher out of my hand and wow. ran off with it yeah and we tried to get it off because like we were obviously pissed and I was laughing but we tried to get it off because we thought it would be too much and he was like hissing and growling at us and everything. But then, so my mom got wind of this and whatever. And like the cat was out of control. Dude. Like the cat was fucking out of control. And we went out one day and we came back. And the cat, like we had the cat for a good while now. The cat had puked and shit its way all wow. over the house. And had gone up the stairs with the trail of puke and shit. And it had finished off on my mom and dad's bed. And they was on my mom and dad. They always <laughs> finish off on a bed. They see the, the bathroom cat. there. They no. see the cat flap. But they're like, no, I'm going to go for the master bedroom with this one. 
I'm going to go for the quilted duvet. And there was Stufer. And you'd think like that when we when we followed the trail and we found him, he'd be like, because like, you know the way cats, obviously you know now because you're a cat expert, but you know the way they have kind of, they're quite private about their um, pooing and all that kind of stuff. Like they're very private. You'd think that he'd be kind of embarrassed. He was just like, he just looked at us and he was like, and what? I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> and he's like, is someone going to fucking clean this shit up? Are you just, just going to watch me? Are you going to fucking clean this shit up? And by the way, yeah. I want a fucking rasher. Thank you. <laughs> There's more around the back of the bed. Like, he just didn't give a fuck. So we actually, we only had him for a few years. And then he ran away. But now I'm like, did like one of my parents bump him off or something? It seems was a little insane. bit convenient, and I, but I do enjoy your housing estate, cons- housing estate conspiracy theories. So perhaps was the person who was also slashing your tires <laughs> and reported that you did not have a dog license and never had. Maybe it was the same person who took Stuber. Because <laughs> Stuber well, was a cat to be coveted, by the way. Oh no, we used to see we used to see Stuber around for a while. Like we did, we defo did. And Coco is still on the go. I saw Coco recently. She's still, she's got a few families on the go in the estate, so she's grand. What I do respect about cats, and I think it's a lesson that I really wish, I really wish I could have gleaned this from cats earlier when I was single and just settling for relationship crumbs from like, from men who clearly didn't give two shits about me. I think what I really respect about cats is, They'll always go to a better offer. Like, they have no fidelity whatsoever. Um, They know how to play the new neighbours. Like, they really know how to play the new neighbour. They rock up. They manage to get rid of it. Somehow manage to get rid of their flea collar en route. Like, they they just, they know how to play. Like, just shy enough. Is she a stray? Has she been abandoned? Like, not too friendly. Just like the incremental baby steps, baby steps. And then before the owners know what she's in, and she, I am. They're unbelievable. They're 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 so so good. They're they're really clever. Yeah, we had this other cat actually called Max. It was again. It was a mother and son. We had four socks. Was the mother, and Max was the son. And Max was like really docile. He could do whatever you wanted with him. Like I put him in like buggy like this one I should have known better but like I'd pop him in a buggy and wrap him up as a baby oh and he was just fine I used to put my cat Minnie in a buggy Minnie was a boy cat and I called her Minnie and I put her in a boy <laughs> I put her in I put her in um the buggy and I used to dress her up in dresses and stuff and our vet was so bad at well I shouldn't say he was so bad at his job but I do feel this is fairly basic he also diagnosed Minnie as a little girl cat and then when she was like seven or eight like whatever vet was like at locum at the time was like this is a male cat and like Minnie was just curled up in my like I had a little bonnet on her at this stage I was like (laughs) take that back like cover to her ears I was like I'm sorry but like had he not but had he not uh, had the previous vet not neutered the cat like surely he should have known at that stage whether it was male or female he was doing I mean maybe because I was quite a strange little child like maybe they knew I'm thinking now maybe he did know that it was a boy cat but when I informed him this is a girl cat he was like let's just play along with this child oh yeah maybe We'd hope, wouldn't you? But Max, you used to have Max in the buggy as well. Yeah, I used to have Max in the buggy. And Max was, yeah, he was a great cat. I told you he jumped out the window onto my mum's head before, didn't I? Oh, God. Yeah, he got confused. He woke, up from a, <laughs> he woke up from a kip and he thought it was the sitting room window. And it was my mum and dad's bedroom window. And he jumped out the window and my mum was down gardening and he landed on her head sure. he just landed on her head and she kicked over but it was all great Max was fine he wasn't hurt but he got into an argument before with a magpie and he could hear uh, it outside well, like, I can see how that can happen and also it's making all it sense and he's your, he was your cat no no my look magpies as everyone knows are on the constant wind up but Max came in 
and the magpie was attached to him. He came into the kitchen. The magpie, I, I'm not making this up. The magpie was attached. It like had buried its claws into him. And then I think I croaked it or something. It had a heart attack. But it, with its final bit of energy, put the claws into Max. Aww. So Max was running around the house with, and magpies are actually about the same size as a fucking cat. They're huge. They're, yeah, they're quite freaky creatures. Yeah. So it was running around the gaff, and then I think my dad had to prise the the claws open to free Max. Oh, like loads of his God. fur were caught up in the magpie. But yeah, I just love cats. <laughs> it's, it's always exciting with cats. It's always exciting. There's always something going on. Always a mystery. Yeah, I think with cats, the fact that you never know are they still going to be get there the next morning or have they left you? There's always that real sense of excitement and just sense of triumph when you're like they still choose me i know and if i had a cat now i wouldn't keep forgetting to put leftovers in the fridge because when you have a cat you know to put the leftovers in the fridge yeah because if you you don't it's gone they've licked the top layer off the lasagna and you're like fuck i was gonna have that for my lunch so yeah, I'm, I miss having cats now. No, Max sounded great. I do, I do like an owl cat. I do. Actually, speaking of cats, because my auntie is mad for cats, she did send me a very funny message. Um, I don't know if you saw because I threw it up on the social medias, but she sent me a very funny message about, um, she was, of course, talking about normal people. And oh, yeah. she had watched the Graham Norton. And anyway, I hadn't watched the Graham Norton. So she informed me. So I'll just, I'll just read <laughs> Just reading oh, yeah. here. So she was like, anyway, so we're talking about this and she was telling me all about the Graham Norton and she said, apparently his chain has its own fan page and people are writing things like, oh, I want to have sex with it. So that was my auntie's hot take on the Connell's chain Instagram account. <laughs> and has she been has she been watching it? Has she what? Yes, absolutely watching it. Um, Fred's been putting his finger in my mouth all week. So thank you, Connell. Like, please, make it stop. Christ, I haven't watched it yet. I have to watch it. I do. Give it a now look. I wanted to get your hot take as well on, did you see Meghan, well, we referenced Meghan Markle's book. Um, Did you see the title came out this week now? Finding Freedom is the name of it. Shots fired. I'm sorry, but how long was she like part of the royal family for? Like a year? I mean, you know now I I would always I would always have been team Meghan and Harry, but I do have to say finding freedom, I think, is a bit of a dig. Isn't it a bit much? Like it sounds like I don't know, she's escaped downtown Racker or something. Like I just feel Yeah. It's a bit freedom, freedom. But I am definitely going to buy it because I think in her defense, I would disagree with the title. I think the title is a little bit much. But, you know, the way she apparently was keeping a diary of her time there. Mm-hmm. And apparently royal sources keep saying, oh, we're not afraid of this book. We don't give two shits about this book. But I think the fact that they're banging on about it so much, I'd say they are a bit nervous about maybe stuff she's going to say in the book, which just gets me really excited. And I can't wait to read the book. Yeah. God, she's getting she's getting the book out fairly lively, isn't she? Isn't she? She's fairly she's fairly honest, isn't she? Because she might as well. She might as well. And I suppose you, know, you have to you have to give it an L um thought provoking uh title, title, don't you? Yeah, fine. Well, I mean, if if she called it "This Is Me" or something, you'd be like, "Oh, fuck off!" You know what I mean? I so, know. and you know what? I'm such a Michelle Obama fan, but actually, the title "Becoming" really put me off the book. Did it? Yeah. I just, I just wanted. I love Michelle, but I just wanted a better, better title from her. I just, I can't get my problem with the Obamas is I just can't get Flint out of my head anytime I see them. That's all I think about. But your parent, well, I mean, in terms of like, as in what happened in Flint, I presume. Yeah, and Obama going down and like taking a glass of the water and making a big thing about it, and like, people are fucking dying. I mean, he's not. Do you know what? Like, I mean, he's not the hero that people make him out to be either necessarily. I think no. just when you compare him to the current fellow, you're like. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my totally. God, Obama was amazing. But I was always, I mean, I would have always been team Michelle. I, I think Michelle was the real powerhouse there. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But Often I mean, the way. You know, yeah, no, so I did find her great. I mean, nothing else going on, I don't think. We have to tap. See, Peavy's having twins. I know. I was going to say to you, do you feel like she's trolling you now, a twin having twins? Well, I just really hope that they never listen to that up to 90 episode on Bewitched. (laughs) That is my only hope. I think think we lost the run of ourselves. And the problem is, no more than Eric Lawler getting in touch, you do kind of forget that people are listening to this, don't you? Big time. I really Big forget time. it all the time. Can I just do do a couple of requests? So do. can I say Jill got in touch? So Jill yes. got in touch, sent a lovely message, and she wanted to give a shout out to her good friend April. It was a really gorgeous message. April listens to the podcast and really enjoys the podcast. So thank you so much, Jill. And hello to April. Thank you so much for listening. Also, Sarah got in touch and she wanted to give her sister Laura a shout, a shout out as well. So, oh, yeah. Laura, thank you so much to the two sisters for listening. And I think that's it. I probably have left out a couple. We have a new system going with the requests, i.e., we just write them down and take note of them because it's really somebody, hard to expressed. Somebody sent me a request. I couldn't find it. Could you send it to up to Ninety Instagram? Or just send me your name so I can find that message again. <laughs> yes and do you know what because I think that was someone who actually got on to us before about a request and we did do yes. the request that time it could have been maybe yes. a year ago so because when you described the person I was like oh I know this person and I've spoken to this girl and I remembered where she was from but I couldn't remember her name no and, and I, I'm so bad at names it's never I'm never going to remember yeah, Names. so like I think, yeah, exactly. If you send it to the up to ninety, one of us will see it, and we're we're gonna yes. we're gonna yeah. take out the requests. We'll note them, and if there's anyone I left out, please just send us another one, and I will I will say in the next one because we do love to do the requests. This no. Thursday, we're going to do a Zoom party, Zoom party, well Zoom chat. I don't know if it's really party. <laughs> We're going to do, let's call it a party for the yeah, We're doing a Zoom. What time will we do it, Ems? What do you think? Uh, I think we should do it at... Eight? Eight, yeah, sounds good. So yeah. we're going to do it at eight o'clock. And we were saying 30 minutes, but knowing us will be waffling on. It could be a little longer than 30 minutes, let's face it. And how will people get involved in this Zoom party? So we were saying that we were going to do it this week. Obviously, there'll be the extra episode up on the Thursday for the people that have subscribed. But for the people that have subscribed to the other tier, instead of putting up a video that we'd do a Zoom, just something different, keeping it fresh, you know yourselves. We're fresh to death. If you want to come on board with the old Zoom, Partay on Thursday, and you're in that tier that gets to see all the videos. Send your email address to the up to 90 Instagram page. Yes, so that's important. So we will need your email address, so we can send you the link. Yeah, we can send you the link that way. Um, so please do do that if you send us your email. On the Instagram page, on up to yeah. night, we can then invite you to the group. So just make sure to do that. Otherwise, you won't be in the group and you won't be able to join our Zoom party. Yeah. And even if it's just me and Julie, we'll just record it and whack that up instead. And we'll chat amongst ourselves. Sure, look, we'll bring our own party if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll or- still whack it up. Or you can even like if you want, and one of you could even send the message on the Patreon page. Couldn't couldn't people do that, Julie? Oh, do you know what we could do is I could put up the login. I yes. think I, I think I could put up the login details for the people on that tier, so I could put that up as a post. So that might be actually maybe a better way to do it, wouldn't Emma? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually a much, <laughs> so, a much better way. I'll put up the details. 
I will send it to you, everyone who's on that tier, which is the video who killed the radio star. It's the $6 one. And yes. I'll send that to everyone. Um, but just if, if I, yeah, so you should be, I was going to say if you don't get it, but sure you will get it. That's how the internet works. Yeah. Uh, okay. And have some, oh, have uh, if you want to ask something, or even if you don't, have a question. Because if we have a question, oh. then we'll just start chatting. The questions would be great. Yeah, so like, I don't want to say... Because you can kind of lead. No, but it like, then the people getting involved can kind of lead the conversation. And I, I think that's all, I think that's always more crack, actually. So exactly yeah. that, I mean. Instead of, us, to... instead of us kind of bringing the agenda, you bring the agenda. Or you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And like, yeah. it's like, it's what you guys, you know, you, you know, I think that would really add to the crack if people are bringing us little, bringing, coming with little questions. And not that it's a Q&A format or anything like that. It's pure crack factor. Think of a question. We can ask it in the Zoom party and we can all have a bit of a laugh with it. Yeah. And then we have our extra episode this week as well. Celebrity scandal. Now, did you have one, Mrs.? Uh, it is moi this week, isn't it? Uh, it is. I, I did. I did think of one though. If you hadn't thought of one, I was going to suggest. Oh, yeah. it. What um, is it? Well, have you thought? Did you, had you thought None. of one? No, None. I was going. I was going to throw it out there because I actually happened upon this and I thought of you straight away because I know oh, how yeah. you feel about this man. What yeah. about Robin Thicke and Miley Cyrus? That 2013 VMA performance. Yes, absolutely. I'm all over that. Oh, Robin Thick. Jesus Christ. I know. I'm sorry. I don't want to leave it on that kind of low. I'm sorry, Emma. <laughs> I have to say Do it. you know what I just imagined, though? Uh, amongst other things, when I think of him, if I was to think of his knob, I imagine it's this really thick, short, stumpy penis. Like, almost a like a big... Like, yeah, like a big tree trunk of a yoke. God. Do you know that kind of thing? You know yeah. you want it. <clears throat> you know you. <clears throat> oh, well, there definitely be would be a running Stump. commentary. Like, let's face it, a lot of whispering, a lot of ear biting, a lot of just a lot of dicking about without actually dicking about. I know. And do you know what? Every woman listening to every, I should say, every straight woman listening to this podcast knows exactly what you mean by that, Emma. A lot of dicking around. But no actual dicking around. <laughs> and if that's not the quote for this podcast, I will hang my show notes hat up if that is not the quote for this episode. I have to apologise. I spoke about cats for about half an hour, but I just felt like I needed to get it out because I don't get to speak about cats. No, I'm not. And it's a bit of a trauma. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure all the cat stuff is going to make the final edit. Okay. <laughs> I think if you had to edit one of matter. Oh, probably. Probably. I mean, well, then Max, there was the magpie. Yeah. Who was the cat mm. who landed on your mom's head? That was Max as well, yeah. Look, I don't mind. It was just lethargic for me to get it out. Yeah. No. So if it, it all gets cut, I don't mind. It's fine. I'd say That's you feel lighter fine. now. Do you? I do. Yeah, yeah. I do feel lighter. Yeah. Look, RIP Max, yeah. RIP Mini, RIP Stupor, RIP Tiger, RIP Bunny. Um, who I didn't get to talk about Bunny, but Bunny um also passed very young. She was a kitten who could, didn't quite make it. I do often say that if anyone dug up my parents' garden, like it is like a Fred and Rose West situation. Ah, yeah. You'd like to take it up though for a go now at this stage, wouldn't you? So many dead pets. Ah, Sherlock. Different times. Different times. And we'll talk about Nessie, the neurotic cocker spaniel, who essentially was me in dog form another day. Um, yeah, and I just I just want to say if people decide to sign up on Wednesday or Thursday morning uh, because they want to get in on the Zoom, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to give out to you. What I will give out to people about is not signing up to the Patreon. They're getting all this fucking content. I'm here pouring my fucking heart out to people. Julie's <laughs> pregnant. She's got a cat now that's deaf and blind and has no fucking teeth. She's Fred on the go saying, what's for lunch? What's for dinner? Can we just like put the hand in the pocket and just give a few coins? Well, I it's not a big fucking deal. I it's not 
a big deal. I do think for $3, I have to say, and I actually was boring the tits of someone today on another podcast saying it, but I do genuinely believe $3 a month for four extra episodes. Like, that is such good value. And not just saying this, but actually the feedback on these extra episodes. Like, sometimes I think, should we have just been doing celebrity scandals from the beginning? People are loving it. So, $3. (laughs) Remember when we used to bang on about the 90s, Emma? Oh, thank God those days are over. Jesus, it's just, it's been a long road. I did it's laugh a lot of touch, uh, a friend of mine who does actively listen to the podcast, but when we made oh, yeah. the lift and he did say, I just love the way I tuned in for a 90s podcast and you were like, we're sick of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just going to be us banging on about shite. And I was like, yeah, it works. Uh, it works. Yeah. That's and the format. It's been an absolute pleasure. Do you want to go That's out on is. Britney's new phrase? God bless. You've got to copyright that, by the way. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.